Hello and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach now in its ninth year and five time winner of the Best of Gwinnett Award in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel Sherry and I invite you to visit WholeFoodHealthCoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment, our award-winning three-phase program. Three-phase program is changing lives. Work Well is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, and my faith designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now from living rooms to boardrooms via Business Radio X, you're listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. All right, let's do this. So I'm sure you are listening live. If you are listening live, you just celebrated the Independence Day. So happy Independence Day to everyone. And um, today I'm going to start with some funny facts, not necessarily a funny story. There's just too much of this um, that I could not um, let it go. I just had to share it with you. So I'm calling it hot dog facts. Americans consume approximately 150 million hot dogs every 4th of July, according to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. I didn't know that there was a National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, but, um, you know, didn't know we had a need for that. But Joey Chestnut actually won his 16th straight title at Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. And even after the wedding, I'm sorry, the weather delay, because the weather delay, I, that's another thing I didn't realize that um, a weather delay, you know, the increment weather that you wouldn't be able to have a hot dog eating contest. But, you know, stick around because there's really nothing you can't learn on the internet. So no, uh, folks, even lightning and heavy rain could not stop Joey Chestnut on Tuesday. After a delay of almost two hours for inclement weather, Chestnut continued his dominance at the national or at the annual Nathan's hot dog eating contest, winning his 16th title in 17 years. He ate 62 hot dogs and buns during the 10-minute contest in front of cheering spectators during that 4th of July uh, event on Coney Island in New York. The runner-up ate only 49 hot dogs. Well, he said, what a roller coaster emotionally, Chestnut said during the ESPN's telecast referring to the weather delay. They told us it was canceled. We weren't sure we were even going to eat today. And I am just happy. The 4th of July, it's 4th of July, and I got to eat me some hot dogs and get a win. His parents must be proud. And in other nonsense and somewhat nauseating news, uh, Americans spend more than $1 billion on fireworks annually. Now, that made me almost sicker than than the hot dogs, uh, Dan. So just so you know where I'm at on that. And I won't go into telling everyone about their 4th of July hot dogs and what's actually in them, but um, certainly that's 
for another uh, podcast. So if you've been listening to this podcast, then you know that every week I seek to offer you some inspiration and information. I encourage you to challenge yourself, change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or at least begin that healthy self dialogue to excite and generate movement towards your healthier life. So January, new beginnings, February, heart health. March was the Marvelous Marriage Marathon Month. April, we did some spring clean. In May, Women's Health Month. In June, Men's Health Month. And now, it's all about me. So I'm talking about July being Aging Gracefully Month. So I'm excited about that because um, today and all of this month, our topic is going to be about aging. My birthday is actually next Tuesday, which is July 11th. Ooh. Yes, it's happening, folks. I'm turning 65 officially um, now on Medicare, and I've moved into another bracket on the age range chart. I used to be in the 55 to 64 range, and that felt pretty good for a while. And now as I am 65, I enter that 65 to 74 uh, category, which is a big step for me. Not like moving from middle school to high school, you know, that kind of excitement. I didn't feel that same enthusiasm about this move, but I want to live to be 100, so I've got a few more of those categories to clear. So I want to get old. I tell people that all the time. It's my desire to live long and strong and die of old age. So I don't, I, I'm sure you agree with me. You want to get old. Maybe getting old doesn't sound so appealing to you unless you stop and consider the alternate. Uh, the alternative. But maybe I should say I want to live a long time. How about that? Uh, there's Maybe that sounds a little bit better. So you might say getting old is no fun, and I would tend to agree, but dying is almost always no fun either. So um, we must do one or the other. So let's just agree that we're going to get old, and let's get old gracefully or age gracefully instead of getting old. So aging gracefully, that's the best way um, to, you know, to age, age well. And to me, that's all a big part of just appreciating appreciating every day, appreciating life at every season, and taking care of yourself along the way. And that's what I believe in. So I'm excited because there's so many seasons. And um, most of you listening may be in the same season that I'm in, or maybe one season different, or um, like my grandson, much different season than I'm in. And on his, uh, or my grand girls, for that matter, there's so much that we're journeying in life. And so um, I just like to bring a perspective to you and um, and just encourage you in that perspective at is you know whichever season that you happen to be in. So in keeping with my clean concepts for living, today I'm going to focus on the C and the L of the clean acronym. The C being core values, that's what we hold dear and have highest value at heart and everything that I do. And then lifestyle is um, the L and that's how we live out what we say we believe. And usually that's going to come at our time, how we spend our time and how we spend our money is going to come into play there. And to me, my core values um, really consist of God's Word. So um, for me, that's where it all begins. The Word of God is what I value most in my life, 
And so I'm going to start there on the topic of aging today. So the Bible has a lot to say about it, and I've chosen just a few scriptures for each segment during this month, since it is all about me. And um, and that's one of my core values. So the first one, Psalm 73 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And the next one is from Ruth. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher in your old age. And then from Job, wisdom is with the aged. Don't you forget that. And understanding in length of days. Another Job, let days speak and many years teach wisdom. But it's the spirit of the man and the breadth of the Almighty that makes him understand. And then in Proverbs, gray hair is the crown of glory is gained in a righteous life. And then Proverbs, another Proverbs 20 is the glory of a young man is their strength. The splendor of an old man is their gray hair. And last and finally from Psalms, the righteous flourish like a palm tree and grow like the cedars of the Leb- of Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare the Lord is upright. So I'm full of sap, I guess, uh, not necessarily um, a tree, but I love talking about that and the aging process. But you know, there's so many things that I remember about my grandparents, my parents and my grandparents. I don't really remember much about my grandparents, I should say, my parents and uh, my grandmothers, which you'll hear about Um, during other um, podcasts this month. But let's talk about it in terms of growing up, I suppose. When we were a newborn and we were content just lying in our mother's arms, cooing and drooling, and then as we grew, we just couldn't wait to turn over and make that um, turn from the back to the belly or the belly to the back. And once we've achieved that goal, we wanted to crawl. And it didn't take long before we couldn't get off our belly fast enough and get up on our knees where we were kind of rocking back and forth, like, um, you know, becoming uh, all the rage, you know, just feeling all uh, happy with yourself. And then we quickly tried other things because we tired of the view from the floor and began to pull ourselves up to where we could see better. Sure, we fell a few times, obviously, and bumped our head, and um, but we just never give up. We just kept pulling ourselves up. And then soon after we mastered that trick, amazed with this new position, smiling from ear to ear, We enjoyed that for a while, feeling very proud of our accomplishment. But hey, wait a minute, what's that over there? Before you know it, we're toddlers, now mobile and moving from room to room, always in a hurry. Adults um, put up those gates to kind of corral us for our own safety, I suppose, but also for their benefit. But we were trying to climb them because nothing seemed to stop us at that age. And we're always up for a challenge. Take the stairs, for instance. Um, It's just beckoning that little toddler and daring us to investigate. And then climbing the stairs is an amazing achievement and really not so difficult. Even, you know, with the gate there, they figure out how to do it sometimes. But it's the coming down, obviously, that's a bit dicey for the little one. But we get that too, eventually. And we're on a mission. After all, we've conquered the carpet. We move from our backs to our bellies and nothing flat. And then from the balls of our feet to our tippy toes and moving around the furniture was a strike of genius. Soon we were letting go and um, 
with our mom or our dad's arms just beckoning us, um, we would launch into the wide open spaces with nothing but our ambition. And then walking became as common as the sunrise. What's next? What's next? What's next? Always looking for what's next. But before too long, it's off to preschool we go, eager to make friends, play games, and sing songs, or speak what's on our mind. No inhibitions, those little preschoolers. I'd love to interview some preschoolers here. And then preschool is so much fun, and it's full of new experiences, but we can't wait to go to real school and on a real school bus until we grow into our early teens and then hate riding the bus because it's so lame. And then what's next? Well, we want to drive. We want to date. We want to graduate. Uh, we can't wait to do whatever is next on the list. You know the one, that list that proves we've arrived. We are there. Most of us do not know where there is, but we continue to search for the there that is there. Isn't it there? Somewhere out there? anticipating, I think, always that next step, that next thing, rarely enjoying the step we are on. So kids want to hurry up through those steps. Life seems to go so slow for those young people. And yet life goes so fast for their parents. We look at our kids or our grandkids and we say things like, where did all the time go? It seems like it was only yesterday they were learning to crawl. I still reminisce over picture, uh, pictures that I look at of our sons or our grandkids, now 22, 17, and 14. Ah, youth. You know, what, what happens to all that excitement and all the joys of learning something new? And where's all the confidence? Where did it go? What was the defining moment or the wall that we hit? Some failures or missteps maybe or something someone says um, or what expectations we had that we maybe didn't meet, you know, crawling, walking, riding a bike, driving, all of those firsts. We did it and we did it pretty much on our own with just, like I said, our own ambition, maybe some encouragement from our parents or our brothers or sisters. But if I could um, put aging into seasons to, that we could celebrate, since actually that's the name of this particular segment, is celebrate the seasons in life and the step that we're on. So if we were going to separate them into seasons, um, this youth, you know, the 22, 17, 14, might be spring. Uh, the promise of something exciting, it's just up ahead, that promise of more better, brighter days, new life, budding, fresh, ready to go, growing, changing, becoming, no fear, you know, just there's a lot to love about this season of life, but only if we learn to appreciate the step that we're on in that season that we are in. And I think that sometimes that spring is, they're just so excited and there's so many things out there that it's hard to enjoy that step and they always want the next step. But down the road somewhere, the calendar pages flip a little more and summer arrives. So life is in full swing, planting, hopeful, endless possibilities, fast moving, fun loving, energizing life in the fast lane. This is a colorful, bright, fully alive and enjoying the reality of all the things we dream about as a child. We're in full steam ahead, pedal to the metal, Nothing but the road, uh, the open road ahead, and a full tank of gas to take us anywhere we want to go. There is a lot to love about that season of life, but only if we learn to appreciate the step we're on or the season that we're in, because 
very soon, autumn arrives and things begin to fall, literally and figuratively. Careers fall into place, families are formed, and we become responsible, mature adults. Reaping the harvest that we sowed in the spring or the summer, and our roots have gone down deep and we're settling into the way things were meant to be. Living the life we built for ourselves, loving our family times um, through maybe less than close and personal now because like last week's podcast, we're spread out a little bit talking uh, to the Wolfmen last week reminds me of we're a little spread out these days and we have a lot going on in different areas. So we watch with pride as our children follow their dreams into the summer of their lives. The hot and heavy hustle and bustle of summer um, can pass, but we're not living in the bitter cold of winter yet. So it's somewhere between those two is where fall lies. And so we're somewhere in between, fall, falls between, summer and winter. There's a lot to love in this season of our lives if we learn to appreciate the step we're on and the season that we are in. I think I'm somewhere at the end of fall, looking towards winter, uh, looking winter in the eyes maybe. Um, but I love this season and I, I enjoy um, staying in a little more than going out um, during fall and winter. That might be the same for, for the season as it is the season of life I'm in. But the smell of burning wood in our fireplace, enjoying its warmth, the time that my husband of 49 years and I spend together, fondly remembering the excitement of spring, the full throttle experiences of summer, the fulfilling achievements of autumn, and the enthusiasm that we share as we enter the winter of our lives. I hope it's a long winter, <laughs> just saying. So many people really want to move away during winter um, because they just don't like it. And I understand um, to, to some degree. It seems like it's a little more dark and dreary and we think it could be better, we could live better somewhere else uh, that it is always spring or somewhere that it's always summer. But each season has its own beauty. And I think of the photos that my sister-in-law, Sheila, often sends from Harrison, Michigan during the winter months, the white winters there. Wow, the beauty. And I love to look at it from pictures, but I'm a, a rural Indiana girl, so I did see my share of snow. And anytime it snows down here in Georgia, we all take pictures and video and, and a day or two and it's gone. And, and I guess that's the way I like it. But I also love the beauty of winter and the white winters. It does have its own beauty. It's a lot of the gray and white um, that we talked about, gray hair, <laughs> white hair in the winter of life. But here's where the parallel becomes really clear, I think, because it can be more of a challenge to get around during winter or during the winter of your life. Maybe you move at a slower pace and you can't do some of the things that you used to do in the other seasons of life. But learning to embrace the simpler, slower, calmer time of life that is ahead in winter is a part of living long and strong. And taking good care of yourself during the other seasons of life will help you to give a much, uh, live a much longer and more wonderful winter. 
So if we've prepared well throughout spring and summer and fall, then we'll be warm and cozy, nestled into the season of winter. And with nothing to prove, no more ladders to climb, no, you know, not beat, playing beat the clock or keeping up with the Joneses anymore, just snuggled into life-giving love connection that we've spent a lifetime creating because that's really what matters in winter. So in my closing thoughts today, I want to just remind you that I want to get old, don't you? I hope you're saying yes to that. And of course you do. Uh, we all want to, you know, to get old, but we want to get old and stay healthy as we do that. I think there's some real value in understanding what that means. So what season are you in? What step are you on in that season? What's one small step that you can take care of today or maybe start today to see the beauty of the season that you're in? And are you in celebration mode? Like I'm talking about celebrating the season that you're in and the step that you're on. And why or why not? Think about it. Where's there room for improvement on the celebration scale? Buy yourself a button like I did that says it's all about me. <laughs> it's in the picture today. And or throw yourself a party. I did that when I turned 60. I did 60 things before turning 60. You'll hear about that this month. But throw yourself a party. Invite some of your closest family and friends and just celebrate yourself because these seasons go by fast as we're talking about. And, um, you know, that's why I became a health coach. Uh, my goal is to help people die of old age. Too many die too young. And I want to live well and live a long time. So I want to live so long, I think that my friends in heaven will think I didn't make it. But I want to look um, old man winter in the eyes and welcome the season because I believe that there's a whole lot to love about this season in our lives if we learn to appreciate each step that we're on and each season that we're in. You've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goal. And you're never alone on your wellness journey. For information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, or webinars, or our individual coaching programs, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life.